Welcome to the Larry Kreider's Leadership Podcast. Larry is the author of over 40 books, the founder of Dove International, a worldwide family of churches and ministries in six continents, and has over 50 years of leadership experience. He and his guests will share inspirational leadership insights from their journey with God. These insights, gleaned from serving leaders in many nations, will transform your life and leadership. For more information on Larry's books and resources, visit LarryKreider.com. Welcome to the Larry Carter Leadership Podcast, where we learn the small changes we can make in our lives that make a huge difference down the road as we learn to be the leaders that God's called us to be. With me here in the studio for the third time, Glenn and Shirley Eshelman. Welcome again. Thank you, Larry. Thank your you stories. so much. <laughs> Thank you. Your stories and how God led you through Sight and Sound Theaters and, and the whole Sight and Sound story. Just so amazing. All these stories behind the stories that you've been telling. And so I just want to pick your brain today about a couple more things I think would really help our listeners learn about leadership, learn about the basics of leadership. I know you things are going well with the Millennium Theater, Millennial Theater here, and somehow you got a vision to go to another part of the nation. I remember you were confiding me one day. You said, "I think maybe we should go to to Nevada." Remember that? We did. <laughs> and tell me why you didn't go there. Tell we, us that story. We, we made a trip out there. Dave uh, Newpower went along yeah, with me, and Noah. There was a church out there that was begging us to come into Vegas. Right. And they said, oh, uh, we'll have your back while you're here. Yeah. So we went out and we visited the theaters and then we had uh, had a time set up with the owner of that theater and the one who was doing the shows in there. And they really encouraged us until we met with the leaders of the church. Yeah. And when they heard more of our hearts, they said, oh, uh, we would reconsider are calling you out here. And tell us why. There was, I think it was Michael W. Smith okay. was in Las Vegas just a week or so before we were there. And the attendance was way down. They went on to tell us that this town is not geared to that type of production, right. anything spiritual. Mm-hmm. Like what happens in Las Vegas stays, stays in, in Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. Right. Uh-huh. And upon that, uh, we, we saw the handwriting on the wall. This is not for us. But what, what was happening here, Larry, was we were getting calls all around the, uh, the world right. uh, to plant a theater. Right. And uh, we looked at many of them uh, in this country. Jerusalem, Israel was mm-hmm. after us in a strong way and still is. But the bulk of our people was coming on from the East Coast, right. Maine to Florida, right. as far west as the Mississippi. When we got west of the Mississippi, there was a lack of attendance. Mm. So there were people in Branson that were egging us on to come okay. out there. Okay. And I felt that Branson was place known as God and country. Sure. And it is the Bible belt of the nation. Right. And I thought, they have theaters in there? Big thing is theaters. Right. I think there's 50-some theaters in Branson. Right. And I thought, that might possibly be a good location for us. So um, I started talking to leadership more about it. We made several trips out there. After prayer, much prayer, we decided we would go to Branson. 
Another reason for going to Branson was our shows cost us approximately six, seven million dollars and more today. Right. And after a show runs in Strasburg, it sets in storage sheds behind the, uh, the theater. Right. And I would walk into those storage rooms and I'd look at all this money sitting there, all this time, sure. and all this ministry put under a bushel. Yeah. And I used to make it, it used to feel like sin to me. God gave us all this, and here we set it in a parking lot. Mm. So um, that was another reason. And then when we decided to go there, we decided we would build that theater as the one is in Strasburg, so we can use the same shows there that's as so we use here. And that's what we did. And I bought the land in 2005. In 2008, we opened up the theater with Noah. And about the week we opened up, gas prices went way up and the economy went way down. Yeah. And all of a sudden, being the new kid on the block, <laughs> people were not coming. And here we were, it was an $80 million project. Wow. We had some money toward it, but we had $65 million borrowed mm. from six banks. Wow. And the money wasn't coming in. But praise God, he was blessing Strasburg. Mm. And Strasburg was able to carry that right. for six years while the economy was down wow. and hurting. After the sixth year, it started to come back again. And today, it is coming right up alongside of Strasburg Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, with attendance and with ministry. Beautiful. So 2020 comes, COVID hits, Strasburg is shut down, and we had to send 700 and some people home on furlough. So after Strasburg closed down, some restrictions came on Branson, but not nearly as severe. Mm. And what happened back in those 2008 years there, right. now was happening, Branson was carrying Strasburg. Beautiful. So how God sees way on ahead, mm. that which we know nothing about, Beautiful. he used here yeah. two years ago yeah. in providing and helping to and helping Sight and Sound to survive mm. this whole COVID thing. So good to hear these stories behind the stories, how God provides for you in ways that the average person would have no idea. Yeah. I mean, you, you've taken huge steps of faith financially over the years, huge steps of faith with vision, and you keep talking about the ministry that happens, because that's your heart. There's a ministry happening through Sight and Sound. And, you know, there's many people, and I'd like you to speak to this yet before I get into our, our last point that I want to really drill down with you on. Uh, but many people think that to really be in ministry, you have to be a, like pastoring a church. And you, you've been there, done that. You were part of a ministerial team, local pastors, local church. You've done that. Of course, you're still an ordained minister. But you found that your real call wasn't that. Your real call was to set the Bible on stage because mm -hmm. you're an evangelist. That's right. You want to see people come to know Jesus. And that's how you, you live. And that's who you are. So speak to that yet about people listening here today, they may think, well, I have this call of God in my life, I'm not quite sure what it is. Does that mean I need a pastor of church? And praise God for pastors, we need pastors of churches. Mm -hmm. But there's much other ministry that's as important, in some cases more important, 
in your case, with sights and sounds, you know. So speak to, speak to that, following the call of God in your life and what God's called you to do. I'm glad you asked that question because that's very important to me. We at Sight and Sound are believers. Right. All believers. So first of all, we are the church. And you are. And we don't have a denominational sign over us. Right. And that's okay if you do, but we don't. You're for the whole body of Christ. We're for the whole body of Christ. And we have all denominations working there. Right. So it's a community of believers that have gathered together with special giftings and callings in their life. It's a beautiful picture. Uh, I wish you would come to one. I'd love to have you come to one of our company meetings sometime. The worship and the praise and the prayer time when the whole community Mm -hmm. of sight and sound comes together. And Noah, it's so powerful. Uh, One of the big elements within the company of sight and sound is prayer. Every department begins in prayer in the morning, not just for the ministry, but for each other, to help each other through the day. And our, our calling is first to minister the Word of God and the Gospel to those who come through the doors. Right. Secondly, to those who are in sight and sound as employees. Yep. Our oldest daughter serves as a pastor. Exactly. Kim serves as the yeah. one who helps meet the needs of the people because there's always somebody hurting, needs prayer, yeah. uh, needs counsel, direction, right. and she gives that. She does as well. well. She does, and she oversees all the spiritual aspects of mm. sight and sound, including the scripts themselves. Mm. So um, in answer to that question, yes, <laughs> we don't have to have a steeple right. and we don't have to have a pulpit. I say right. my, my pulpit has become the sight and sound stage. That's right. And so can any other person do the same thing. Mm. Um, it's so important to know your gifting and then know the calling on your life and how you can use that to build the kingdom and touch lives. Shirley, you want to add anything to that? Is there anything that you're thinking you'd like to add to that? As far as your ministry now, you know, even from the business perspective and all that you've done over the years, how that's just as much of a ministry as someone who's preaching a sermon on a Sunday morning. Yeah, you know, I, I think too of how we relate with our employees, and I did make a couple notes on here. Yeah. And uh, I think too important is seek the Lord, first of all, in decisions that we make, of course, and then uh, set goals mm-hmm. uh, and expectations, mm-hmm. have good communication, and as much as you can, stay positive encourage employees and and thank them for serving anyway i'm so so thankful for the people that have joined us and have supported us and and have uh, stepped into areas that we're not gifted in and they fulfill that part of the ministry and um you know when i look back and and look at who is there today it just overwhelms me the people that God has brought to our ministry Mm -hmm. and the heart they have for the ministry and um, it's just been overwhelming Overwhelming, 
overwhelming and thanks and yeah. praise. Yeah, I meet so many people who have moved here from outside the area. I say, how did you get to Lancaster County? They say sight and sound. Mm. Again and again, they say sight and sound, sight and sound mm. from all over the country. And because you've given an opportunity, because you've obeyed God. See, this is a key leadership principle. Because you've obeyed God, you set the platform for others to obey God. Because you've taken steps of faith and done these things, hard things, in many cases, involving millions and millions of dollars and all that you've had to do. But you set the stage for others so they can fulfill their ministry, which is powerful. That brings me to the last thing I want to take some time on yet on the podcast. And that is, I know that two of you have a real heart for those who get older who are involved in ministry and leadership. And to go through a transition, realizing you need... I mean, you've got three generations of leadership now in Sound. That's amazing. That's right. And it's three generations of family leadership, and plus many others who stand with them, which I think is just amazing. And I know your family, and your family is amazing. Now, talk to us about that, the need for transition, the need for succession, and so kind of how that happened for you. And, and then just talk about life after that. I know the, you, you, you ask me those kinds of questions because I'm getting older myself. I'm going through a succession personally with Devin and Nestle right now. And it's all good. It's all going to plan. Uh, but you're asking me good questions about that. So let's talk about it. Let's just take some time on that whole process, how that happened for you, and then what in, in advice, advice you would have, insight you'd have for others who are facing that, that same, same thing. Uh, we can't hold on forever. We, you know, we simply need to re- recognize and realize there's younger generations behind us can do it better than we can do it. So talk to us. Oh, I'm glad you asked me that question because it's one of my favorite subjects today, okay. being at my age. Right. I won't tell anybody how old you are. <laughs> oh, I don't mind. I'm 82 going on <laughs> there you 83. Go. So I'm coming behind you. No, no secret to me. Uh, <laughs> God gave me the gift of life, uh, and every morning I thank him for physical life, for eternal life. 82 years, thank you, Lord. Beautiful. Um, John the Baptist is one of my favorite characters in the Bible. John knew his calling, but he also knew he wasn't the one. So on the day, Jesus met him at the Jordan. These two men stood in the river. Yeah. Cousins. John takes Jesus in his arms, puts him under the water. The heavens opened. Mm. God says, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And then the Holy Spirit ascended upon him Mm. in the form of a dove with power and anointing. From that point on, John knew his role right. had finished. That's good. I must decrease mm-hmm. that he can increase. Right. And from that moment on, he started to fade out of the picture and left someone else mm-hmm. take over. And he was a very humble, emptying himself. Right. He was drawing the crowds. He was getting the attention. That's right. And now he says, it's my time to step back and let him get all the glory. Yeah. And so it is in our lives. He knew his role. Mm -hmm. He knew who he was, why he was there, and when it was time to walk away. So how does that apply to you? Because I've seen you walk through this process yourself. 
Absolutely. 14 years ago, I saw the need to start to fade out of the picture. Okay. Why? Because I saw others mm -hmm. coming beside me, working with me, mm -hmm. that have the ability to do what I'm doing, but they're a totally different generation than I am. Mm -hmm. Their music is different than mine. Right. Uh, their way of relating right. to the next generation is different than mine. And I was beginning to feel this, even though I was producing a new show every three years. Mm -hmm. I saw it had a different title, but it still had the same vanilla of Glenn. <laughs> and I felt it was time for some different seasoning in here. Uh -huh. And that's wisdom it is from above. It is. Mm -hmm. I started to mentor my son-in-laws, mm -hmm. who I saw the giftings in. Right. The one son-in-law had her giftings mm -hmm. of business and right. numbers, of administration. Yeah. The other son-in-law, Josh, who had the giftings that I had, right. creativity, um, just uh, the ability to produce, right. and the heart uh, for putting the Bible on the stage. And I started to mentor these men and along with that, Shirley and I, we came from a whole different generation where we didn't even have a TV. Right. Let alone a cell phone. Didn't even, we had a party line back then. <laughs> but technology was taking, taking its toll on us. Sure. We, had, we did not have the ability to right. stay up with it anymore. Right. In her world and in my world, right. I could have never done a production by David has been done today sure. by my grandson. Right. So it, it was time to start letting go mm. and bringing in. Also, mm. it got to the place at Sight and Sound that Josh and Matt's office was next to mine. Mm. And the people weren't quite sure, who do I go to anymore? Uh -huh. Who's in charge here anymore? Right, right. So there came that point in life where you had to say, we're turning it over to the children. Mm -hmm. And that's what we did with sight and sound, uh, with the business side of it. Right. We turned that ministry and the financial end of that over right. to them. Today, the family runs the organization. Uh, they're in charge of the operations there. Are we a part of it yet? Yes, but not to the level right. that we're in there daily giving direction and right. uh, leadership right. to this organization. We get involved with some of the meetings yet, the financial meetings, uh, the bigger decisions, sure. but uh, that's the extent of it. And praise God, he has brought forth a team today. Mm. May I say that's better than us. Yep. They're doing a phenomenal job. They're led by the same Holy Spirit. Exactly. They have the same passion for yeah. sight and sound yeah. and putting the Bible on stage and more yeah. than what we even had. Yeah. I say that to all leaders, like John, mm -hmm. know when it's time yep. to turn it over to yeah. the greater one. 
And I love what you said about I love what you said about they do a better job than you could do at this stage. It's like Elijah and Elisha. Mm-hmm. You know, Elisha just simply said, I want a double portion, and he got a double portion. And we should believe that those that we train, whether it's natural family, spiritual family, in our ministries, whatever, those the next generation should go far ahead of God. I mean, in place that ready to go far ahead in God of any place we've ever been because that's it's a double portion the double anointing of the next generation and you, we see that at sight and sound and again you're talking about three generations now which is just just amazing talk about Glenn and Shirley now you're through you're on the other side of this so I know you have a heart for those who are going through this Glenn you I know and making sure that they're thinking clearly about the future talk to us about that how does that work for you and what what recommendations do you have for a generation that's going through a succession going through like for me personally i'm going through that now this would this would be obviously very helpful for me but for there's many i mean the baby boomers today are almost all going through this time of change and this nation is filled with baby boomers obviously and throughout the world so talk to me about that your your story and then what advice do you have for others? You're I'm, kind of going back to the beginning, right? I, I'm very strong on this, Larry. I know that. Because when God gives a gift, he doesn't retract it, retake it, take it right, back again. Right, right. He forever lets that with you. Yeah. And it's how we use it then. And I say to all who are in leadership or all who are looking to retirement or going from this to that. Right. Make sure you have something to go to. Say that again. That's important. Make sure you have something to go to when you come out of that. Right, right, right. Because if you don't, you start to die. Mm -hmm. And you you are not fulfilling the calling that never left you Mm -hmm. upon your life that God put there. So what happened to me with it, Larry, was when I came out and turned it over to the children. I was out on my tractor one morning in the field. Mm. And I stopped the tractor and I was praying. And I asked the Lord, I said, how can I best use the final years of my life to serve you? Mm. And here's what he said. It's as clear as a bell. What is the gift I gave you? Beautiful. I said, you gave me the gift of art. He said, what's the most important thing to you in your life? I said, you are. Mm -hmm. Then he said, take the gift Mm -hmm. and go back to the original and paint nothing but that which is is most important to you. Beautiful. And boy, that nailed me to the wall. And from that moment on, I determined I am going back to my art board, to my easel, and my canvas, and my oil paints, and I'm going to continue to take care of the farm. And I determined I will paint nothing for the rest of my life but that of the Lord Jesus. So I started doing it. And after I started painting these paintings, the children were seeing them. They said, Daddy, these are incredible. What are you going to do with them? I said, I don't know. I said, all I know is I'm called to paint them. So I said, I guess I'll hang them on a wall somewhere. (laughs) Then Brenda said to me, she said, you know, we're coming out with a Jesus show in about two years. She said, why don't you put these into a book and do what you were doing at Sight and Sound, write the story to your paintings 
and we'll sell them along with the Jesus show at Sight and Sound. I said, that's a great idea. So I put the, the pedal to the metal and really went to work on it. And I painted 27 paintings yes. on the life of the Lord Jesus, wrote the story to him. So instead of putting the Bible on stage, I was putting the Bible on canvas and the sight and sound ministry continued on and on beautiful, and on. Beautiful. And as of today, we have sold thousands of these books and we have just did another reprint of them, and the ministry continues, the gift continues. The Bible Beautiful. says, your gift will make a way for you. Exactly. Young or old, middle age, wherever yeah. you're at in life, yep. the gift is still there. So good. Seek God. He'll lead you and yeah. guide you into how you can make the best of the years of your life that you yeah. have left. And it is so rewarding and so Such fulfilling. So today... I'm still feeding people yeah. physically with the farm, and I'm still feeding people <laughs> spiritually with the gift of art. You've gone full circle back to the passion that God gave you. Full circle. I, I have in my hands this book, Stories of the Savior, painted and written by Glenn Esserman, founder of Sight and Sound Theaters. And um, it's powerful, I mean, powerful, these, these pictures and, and, and all you've written about them. Uh, so again, show notes, check out the show notes. Anyone listening today, if you would like this book, it's yours. Uh, you can, the show notes will tell you how you can get that through Sight and Sound. Mm -hmm. And be, we'd love for you to avail yourself of that. And again, if you don't want to know more about Glenn Shirley Eshman, their ministry, and more about Sight and Sound uh, Theaters and the Ministry of Sight and Sound Theaters, it's all in the show notes. Check that out. Now, I want to add, give the two of you, we're soon at, at time to close, but I want to give the two of you this open question yet. Is there anything about leadership that we've, this, this is our, our third episode. We've talked about leadership, what you've learned all these years through Sight and Sound for each of you. Is there anything else about leadership you'd like to share with our listeners that we haven't shared? Please. Yes, I would have this as a final statement to all leaders, including yeah. myself. Right. Some time ago, I asked the Lord, I said, do, um, what would you have me do where I'm at right now? The word came to me was, finish well. That's so good. And what I have learned with so many leaders mm -hmm. that I have known, they're great starters. Right. But some of them are terrible finishers. In the Bible, many leaders did not finish well. That's right. And so we need to finish well. I agree with that. So I give you the scripture. He that began a good work in yes. you, he shall bring it to completion and shall bring it into, into a great finale. Yes, amen. So I would say to you, finish well. Thank you, Glenn. Shirley, anything that comes to you? Well, you know, we've been blessed so much, like I mentioned before, with the employees we have. And, uh, you know, they all love and serve the Lord. And, you know, I try to stay positive. You know, my personality, I'm more easygoing kind of person. But, uh, you know, stay positive. Yes. Encourage. Um, set goals and expectations, yep. you know, make yes. the pathway clear right. so they know the path that we're on mm -hmm. and what our end result mm -hmm. is what we're looking forward to doing. And hopefully we can stay on the same page and Amen. present the Word of God yeah. to the world. That's and what's most important. both done that so, so well. So, so blessed to be your friend. So blessed to 
sit with you in these three episodes and hear all these stories behind the stories, things that God's taught you. People have no idea. They see sight and sound, sound theaters. And all is happening there on the large level, the macro level, but behind the scenes. You've paid a price. You've obeyed Jesus. And we're so grateful for you both. So thank you for being on my podcast. Bless these, you. These Bless three you. episodes. And again, your friendship has meant the world to us. And uh, again, sight and sound ministries is such, such a special place in our hearts. So Larry, I will say ditto to what you Amen. have just said to us. Larry and Laverne. You, you have been that to us. I've Thank been you. very, very special friends for many years. I grew up with Larry at church. That's so true. We are at the same we church many years ago. Oh, yeah. you bet. Still one of my favorite preachers. I mean that. I mean that, Larry. You're very kind. Absolutely. Very I saw kind. you preaching one day, and I was looking for a man to pray on one of my paintings. <laughs> that I was doing a painting of. I remember that. And I used your your dear body <laughs> as a reference. <laughs> well, thank you again for your obedience to the Lord. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to the podcast today. This is the Larry Carter Leadership Podcast. We learn these small things that we can change and make a massive difference in our lives. We tell the stories behind the stories. Mm -hmm. See the great things God is doing. These are the stories behind the stories. Mm -hmm. Again, check out the show notes. They're all available for you. Check out Sight and Sound theaters and the minister of Glenn Charlotte Eshman and we'll look forward to talking to you again and, and being with you again very very soon God bless you see you next week thank you for listening to Larry Kreider's leadership podcast if you want more information about any of Larry's books daily devotionals small group resources or any other teachings go to LarryKreider.com. 